Before we get started with your show, I want to tell you about the OSV Innovation Challenge. If you have a great idea that can impact the church, the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation is giving away five $100,000 grants. That means you could get $100,000 toward your great idea. But not just that, there's coaching involved to help you improve your project. The deadline for applications is February 18th, 2022. So go and find more information at osvchallenge.com. There are different tracks, and this might be exactly what you need to accelerate your idea. Again, osvchallenge.com. Thank you to the Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for sponsoring the Building Through Him podcast. Notre Dame FCU is the largest Catholic credit union in the United States and operates differently than a bank. If they end up with too much money, then they give it back to their members. Last year, more than $2 million. Member-owned, non-for-profit banking is the way to go. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. This is Mary Jo with a little love note from the Building Through Him podcast. Many of us have a natural desire to help others. And when we're sharing the gifts of ourselves, that is good and beautiful, and it is what God desires us to do. But sometimes Satan can pervert that desire. Sometimes in our effort to help others or save others, we can forget that we're not the Savior. We are not. I'll run into the school and handle this grading error for my child. Then I'll stop at the post office to get those two care packages mailed off from my mom's group. I'll call my friend who's going through a difficult time. Oh my gosh, she really needs me. I really have to support her. And then I'm going to get back in time to cook a dinner for my family and that second dinner for my friend who's healing from her surgery. Oh my gosh, she has so many kids. And in that process, in that busyness, in that haze, sometimes we get lost in that. And God does not desire that we save others without him. He does not. There's only one Savior, and we are not Him. My brothers and sisters, there's only one Savior, and we are not Him. We cannot drain ourselves or run ourselves ragged to do a job that God's not actually calling us to do. This is often the spirit of self-reliance. It's a spirit that I struggle with personally. And I renounce often. So if you're like, what is this renouncing thing? So something we do often. So in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of self-reliance. Jesus, please come take this spirit and any related spirit. Father, pour your blessing over me. Jesus, please pour your precious blood over me and seal in the healing that you have done and will continue to do. I just have to remove that because Self-reliance is us just trying to hold on tight to doing too many things without seeking the support of others or the support of God. I had a super busy day, and of course, you were like at a grocery store, I go to the grocery store, and I get back home, and you know, I have a ton of kids, so it's a lot of groceries always, and I have all these bags of groceries, and I haven't got all of my prayer in, and I'm just at a point in my life where if I don't have my prayer in early in the morning, I actually start to feel like I'm physically dying by about 3 p.m. 
So I knew I have got to get to prayer. That was the first thing I needed to do. But in order to do that, I needed to ask for help to get those groceries put away. And I'm raising lots of teenagers. And so often when I'm asking them to do things, their response is pretty like negative. Oh my gosh, mom. And uh, I just didn't feel like I had the energy to deal with the negativity. But I knew, I was like, Mary Jo, you can't do it all and you need to get your prayer in. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to ask him. I just said a quick prayer like, Jesus, please just don't let him be so negative. And uh, I asked my teenagers to help put the groceries away and get dinner started and told them exactly what they were cooking. They knew. And one teenager stomped his foot and the other one just started in and another one started in. So it was like, they just started doing it. And I went and I prayed and I came back about 30 minutes later. And the one who never in a million years has ever done anything that reflects like artistic beauty or like romance or anything had the table set for dinner with a candle on the table. Like we don't put candles on our table. And that's because I didn't just take that on myself. Like, oh, it's one more thing you just have to do without help. It's like, no, when we ask others to help us, even if we have to sometimes face the negativity of teenagers or whatever, we allow them to rise in their gifts because we were not created to do that alone. This is Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty. 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. My yoke is easy and my burden light. And God is truth. So when you hear that Bible verse, if it doesn't seem true to you, if it doesn't feel like your yoke is easy and your burden is light, God is asking you to make some type of change in your life. And that shouldn't be scary. That should actually be exciting. Like, God wants a change because he wants my peace and joy. So we have to learn to ask for support. We have to trust God to do the big things so that we can stay small. Something I always tell myself just to keep myself grounded is it's never me, it's always thee. It's never me, it's always thee. So if a friend comes over for coffee and ends up venting and complaining about her husband, Remember, you don't actually need to be a marriage counselor. You don't need to solve that problem. You don't. You hear her and then bring her to Jesus. Your response might be, I'm so sorry. I hear you saying that your husband does not appreciate you. You feel like you're working so hard and you feel invisible. You're feeling like all those little things you do go unnoticed. The Lord desires your peace and joy. Can we take this all to the Lord? Can we pray? And then you just bring your friend to Jesus and you let him do the big part. You just do the little intro, right? And I just want to say for those of you who are not comfortable praying aloud and you're like, oh my gosh, I would never say that. The first time I prayed aloud, I sounded like, I don't even know, like a, a speech impediment. I was like, holy Mary. Okay. Come Jesus. All right, I'll talk to you later. It was so dumb. I sounded absolutely ridiculous. And the thing is, is just like any other thing, like when you start, 
it can be a little rough at first. When I first started recording podcasts when I first was on radio, I made them delete the whole interview that they did the first time because it was so terrible. I was like, I am not meant for radio because I can't see people's faces. I don't know how to gauge like laughter and that. And I'm like, I can't stand radio. I'm terrible at it. Like it is so bad. I can't even tell you. I had anxiety. I had to renounce a bunch of stuff before every time before I come in, came in. But slowly, you know, because we're trying to do the Father's will, he teaches us and we form these muscle memories and we learn and we grow. And the same things happen when you're bringing people to Jesus and spoken prayer. If it's a little rough at first, like you can just remember my story. I promise you, you will sound better than I sounded the first time I prayed with someone out loud. But a lot of times you just need to say, hey, let's just take this to Jesus. And then, you know, Jesus, we just give this all over to you. We know that you love Sally's husband more than she does. And we just ask that you just pour down your graces and blessings, whatever comes to your mind. Or if you want to like get a a scripture quote that you say over, you know, their husband or, or them, like something that's more like a standard form until you get more comfortable. And then trust that the Holy Spirit will start forming this muscle memory both spiritually and physically, I swear, both of them, where you just, it starts to become more natural. So let's say your child comes to you complaining about a teacher. Most of the time, you don't need to solve your kid's problems. Most of the time, this is going to like freak out some parents. You hear what they're saying, hear it, and bring it to Jesus. Most of you know we did foster care for years. And one of the things the therapist said is she said, you're a problem solver, Mary Jo. You need to stop doing that. And I was like, what? Because I am. I like, you have this issue, you have this issue. Okay, this is what we're going to do. And I would like, I became like this mediator all day long between all these kids. And some of these kids, you know, had some like serious trauma. So I was constantly in mediation all day long, like with all these kids. She said, all these kids are looking for is to be heard. I was like, what? Yeah. So you just have to repeat what they're saying right back to you to make sure they feel heard. And then they will figure out how to move forward from there. Or most importantly, bring them to Jesus so he can help them figure out how to move forward. So the kid's complaining or whatever. What's your response? I'm so sorry you're feeling that way. It seems you're frustrated with the teacher for not putting in the grades soon enough. Like you want to make sure they know you heard them. That delay is causing you irritation. Is that correct? Then pause. Maybe they want to clarify a few things. And then follow up. So when you prayed for your teacher, what did God lay on your heart for her? What did God say about the peace and joy that he desires for her and for you? And they'll probably say, of course, we didn't pray for her. Well, then your natural response is, that's okay. Let's take it to Jesus right now. Let's pray. And then you begin praying. And you can just say in our Father if you're not comfortable with anything else. And remember, if your kid, if there's children in your care, you don't say, can we take this to Jesus? You just go and tell them, we're taking it to Jesus, right? Because you're the spiritual authority in that house. So you are bringing your kids to Jesus. That's not what, well, what if they don't feel comfortable, blah, blah, blah. That's just a bunch of whiny lies of the enemy. You bring your kid to Jesus. That is what your job is as a parent. Okay, so I'm going to get off my high horse there. But yeah, that's one of my like irritations. It's like that is the greatest gift you can give your children is to bring them to Jesus. And so whether it be your children or your friends or anyone that comes into your life, when you see someone struggling, your job is not to solve that problem. You grab on tight, not to their hand, to their wrist. Grab on tight in the midst of that struggle and you lead them to the Savior and you just give them over. There's so much freedom in that, right? You're 
not the Savior. There's only one of him, and you're not him. And there's just great freedom. Praise Jesus. Thank you. You're basically, you're living a life of, let me introduce you to my father. He's your father too. Come and receive the love you have been designed for your entire life. And you didn't even know, you know, you're constantly bringing that into everything you do. We just do our little part and trust God to do his big part. Because my brothers and sisters, he will. Anything else just has that spirit of self-reliance attached to it. And that has no place in the heart of a son and a daughter of a king. There's no place for self-reliance there. So if we're doing too much, if we're too busy, if we're in that haze, we're going to pause. We're going to ask ourselves, are all these things I'm doing your desire, Lord? And then ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what his desire for your life is. And he will. He'll show you things. You need to cross that off. That's not what I want. That's a nice thing, but that's not what you're called to do right now. So cross the things off that are not of him, anything that's stealing your peace and joy. And then the things that do stay on your list, seek support from others. You may end up with a lit candle and a fully dressed table. I mean, the Lord will surprise you with the gifts that he will raise up in others that surround you. So seek support from others on the stuff that stays. And let's say like, you're like, I actually don't have support. I don't have a support system. For women, go to our website, buildingthroughhim.com and click on Mosaic Small Groups. So we're always in a process of creating small groups. And remember, none of us were meant to be alone. That's one of the lies the enemy tells me all the time. You're alone, Mary Jo, you're alone. It's like he tells that to everybody because that's the one thing we are not. We're not alone. We're designed for community. You know, we're designed if when we have a bad day that we can reach out to another and they they come in and help and vice versa. We're designed to be supported by one another. My brothers and sisters, we are not slaves. We are not. So that whole process of living in the haze and doing this and doing this and doing that and doing that, we're not slaves. We are beloved sons and daughters of a king. Your royalty, let nothing keep you from holding on tight to the inheritance Jesus died to give you. He died to give you that. What is it? It's your peace and your joy. Died to give you that. Don't let the enemy take that. Do not remove the stuff in your life that's keeping you in the haze, it's keeping you busy, so that you can be fully in his gaze in his light. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com. Religious shirts can be cool, but you're looking for something way more fun. Like socks. I'm talking about sock religious. Maybe you want St. Joseph or St. Therese of Lisieux or any other saints that they have. But not just saints. They have blesseds and venerables. They have socks for Lent or resurrection socks. They're fun, comfortable, and can be a way to get your foot in the door with evangelization. See what I did there? Foot in the door? Anyway, adult socks, kids socks. They even have no-show socks. And... They're made in the USA. 
So use the link spokestreet.com slash socks, and they'll even give Spokestreet Media a portion of the sale. Check out spokestreet.com slash socks. Socks.